BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We've Met at Acme. Holy shit. We finally got Sophia Franklin on the podcast. She was such a sweetheart. I'm really so happy that we recorded this episode. I don't want to talk too much before the episode because it is a little longer than most of our episodes usually are. But obviously, we had a lot to discuss with Sophia. So I'm going to get to a few of your questions before and then we'll get right into it. Somebody asked, do you believe in right person, wrong time? Is it ever worth waiting for the right time? Uh, No, I really don't. I think that timing is so important and it aligns the way that it should align. Um, Somebody asked, see, this fucking noises. I don't know if you guys can hear them, but it's like everyone and their cars in Miami. I know I'm sounding like a broken record at this point, but it's just ridiculous. Thoughts on women initiating on dating apps. Example, liking a guy on Hinge first. I'm so supportive of this. Dating apps and the real world are two totally different places when it comes to initiating. I also am a firm believer that you can initiate the first time, but then you need to take a step back. So, of course, you could send a like first on a Hinge. You can, you know, but if you are sending a like first, make sure you give them something to respond to. I always suggest asking a question. Somebody asked, were you dating other guys when you started dating your boyfriend? Yes, I was. Well, I was newly single still, like only three weeks out of a relationship. But I made it a point to continue dating other people. Even when I met, like when I had my first date with my boyfriend, we had met previously. But when we had our first date, because I liked him so much that I was like, I can't put all my eggs in his basket right away and be so like clear that I like him because guys always know when you put all your eggs in their basket, it's just so obvious. So it was really important to me, especially as someone who was recently single to have options. And so I was still dating. I almost was, I remember we were like a month in, maybe like a, like five weeks in, maybe two months. And I had just gone on a date and I made a poll question about it. And it was so obvious. It was like, if you are getting starting to like get more, you know, serious with a guy, but you haven't defined things or become official, is it fucked up to go on a date with someone else? And like, should you tell them? And like, it was so obviously me and his friends, because he's not on Instagram, his friends saw it. And I guess they sent it to him and he brought it up to me. And he was like, you know, is this 
my friends showed me this, like, obviously it made me feel kind of like this was you. And I admitted it. And I was like, yeah, it was me. I did go on a date. And it was honestly such a good thing because it made me realize like how much he started to like me. And I said to him, I was like, if I'm not, you know, official with someone like technically it's okay to date. But all I wanted, of course, was for him to be like, no, I want to be official with you. And he didn't even say that then. And it just like I knew it was coming, but it wasn't going to come that way because he's too mature to like see through my game of dating others. Somebody said, when you say you have good banter, what do you mean? Tips and how to improve. I feel like I need to te- like I need to teach or like host a banter Zoom because I have so many tricks for bantering. It's so funny because I was recently looking through my old texts with a friend of mine who we had dated a long time ago. And I was like, wow, I really had game then. I wonder if I still have game. I think banter is just about like not giving a fuck what you say and talking to them as if you would talk to your friends who you are really funny with. And that is really the key to bantering well with somebody is just not taking it seriously and knowing that what you're saying is like maybe pushing the envelope, but it's still kind of funny. It's so hard to explain. Like, like I need to choose somebody and walk them through a conversation and like post it on Insta or something. Like there, there has to be a way. If you could think of a way that I could show or teach banter in a conversation, please let me know. Um, or maybe I could just like post, post my old conversations with guys. I don't know if that would be helpful, but you guys tell me because I always love your feedback. Somebody said, talk a little bit about Sophia before the solo, like about friendships and slash controlling men or how they're perceived that way. This is really interesting. I actually don't think that I think that women get a lot of we get a lot of shit about, oh, you're being controlled by a man. If you make a decision that I don't know, let's say that someone would think that a man would make. And I think in Sophia's case, and we've talked about this on and off air, like people think that she's controlled by a man because she made decisions that maybe a man helped her open her eyes to. But that doesn't mean that she's with a controlling man. I think so many people like, for example, I remember when I was a little younger and my first best friend got into a serious relationship and she would say like, oh, I can't do that or I have to check with my boyfriend. And I'd be like, wow, he's so controlling. No, first of all, that's not necessarily the case. That's just respecting a relationship and those boundaries, especially when you live with someone. But also like, at least for me, no man is ever going to control me. Like I always have autonomy in my relationships. So if something ever makes it seem like, oh, it's her boyfriend's being controlling. Like I remember somebody asked me, oh, are you working out and, you know, getting your eyelash lift and doing X, Y, and Z because of your boyfriend? And I was, I thought it was so hysterical. Like, no, I would never do something just for my boyfriend. And I think we don't give women enough credit to like control themselves and to have self-control. And I think that's really a problem in itself. Somebody said, and this is my last one, and then we'll turn it over to the episode with Sophia. Is it bad if he wants to end things until the pandemic is over? I can't even answer that. Like, that's horrible. Of course, that's bad. That guy's a piece of shit. Okay, we'll do a different one. 
how to reassure partner that it's okay not to 100% know what we want at an early stage. I think that it's so funny because we go into relationships or like pre-relationships and we are so like matter of fact, like, oh yeah, I, you know, I want to be with this person when we don't even know them. So for me, when I was starting to be more serious with my now partner and in all relationships in the past, um, but more so in this one, because I had learned more. I remember saying like, oh, I'm really enjoying getting to know you all the time instead of like, oh, I'm really excited for you to be my boyfriend or anything along those lines. Because the reality was like, I was excited to get to know him and to kind of figure out if I even wanted him to be my my boyfriend. And I think that it's okay to have that narrative of like, oh, I'm really enjoying getting to know this person as opposed to, oh, I know exactly what I want. I want to get married, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's all I got because I really want you to enjoy Sophia. So excited to hear your thoughts. What are your hair goals for this year? I know we're always talking about like relationship goals and like career goals, but I feel like hair goals are just as important for me personally. I want to get my extensions taken out and really work on like my actual hair and making sure it's strong and it's like volumized and it's got the length back because like I once got a really shitty haircut a while ago and I swear to God, it's ruined my life since. And that's why I'm so obsessed with Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty, you've heard me talk about it before, but it's customizable beauty essentially. And it, it offers precise formulations for your hair specific needs. So it doesn't really get much better than that. You just take a little quiz telling Function of Beauty what your ideal hair looks like. And essentially, they then formulate this customizable shampoo and conditioner and hair mask. And you choose the color, you choose the scent. I personally love the rose. And I write like function of Linny on my bottle. I love I love the purple color and I love the green color because I guess because I like Barney. And it's just really amazing. I had them deliver it to Miami where I've been for the past month and it has been a lifesaver for me down here. So I highly, highly recommend Function of Beauty. If you've been using, you know, shitty shampoo and conditioner from the drugstore, you don't want to use that. You don't want to put sulfates in your hair. That's just not good for you. You really should try Function of Beauty. You just go to functionofbeauty.com slash Acme and you can take your quiz there and also save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. If you go to functionofbeauty.com slash Acme, you'll be letting them know that you heard about it from We Met at Acme, and you'll also get 20% off your order. So check it out. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Acme, and I promise you won't regret it. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole. As a leading functional medicine practitioner, I have had the unique position to see so many alchemize their pain and health problems to their purpose. Now I want the same for you. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers, where there is a fresh infusion of grace and lightness into wellness. This is the art of being well. Join me every Thursday for a new episode. 
Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited, probably my most excited yet to be here with Sophia Franklin. Hey girl. Hi. Hi everybody. Finally, we're here. Finally. I'm so excited about this. I feel like it's been, like I I said, I told my listeners and followers that we were going to do this and they bugged out. And ever since then, they've been like, where the <laughs> fuck is the Sophia podcast? I'm here. Here we are. Here there we are. We finally. I'm so excited. So we've got a lot of questions, but for people who live under a rock for some reason and don't mm-hmm. know who you are, Sophia, how old are you and where are you from? I'm 20 years old. I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. I was based in New York for the last, I don't know, three to four years. But right now I'm back home just because of COVID mm-hmm. and some other things that happened. Yeah. Um, yes. And I used to be the former co-host of Call Her Daddy. And now I have my new show, Sophia with an F. Which I'm new loving, podcast. by the way. Love Thank it. you so much. Um, Thank you. I recently listened to the episode with your mom and I was like, what a boss bitch. Like just right? love her. Love her. Yeah. And we're very close in age. Mm-hmm. My mom had me when she was 20. So we kind of have like that best friend relationship and the mom daughter thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's amazing. I actually meant to ask you. So we're into astrology on the podcast, as I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. because I when when the whole like call her daddy thing blew up, I was like, I need to know these girls signs. And that's when I found out that you are cancer. Um, yes. When is your mom's birthday? Her birthday is tomorrow. January 12th. Oh, so she's a Capricorn. So you guys like really do balance each other out. You're opposites. I guess so. I don't know that much about astrology and mm-hmm. I like want you to tell me. I want you to teach well, me. Well, everyone was like, you have to do an analysis of Sophia's entire chart. So I kind of want Please. to. Please. Do you, Please. Do you know the time you were born? I have it on my phone. Okay. Yeah. Look it up. Do you have any apps? Yes. Okay. So I have co-star. Okay. Yeah. So that will tell us what your rising and moon size. So just like read us your co-star. Okay. I know that my rising is Scorpio. I that do makes know a lot that. Of sense. Ooh. Scorpio risings have like sexual energy and come off very intense. Oh. Like people okay. are drawn to them. Yes. I know they're very sexual. I've actually talked about this on my show my, one of my ex-boyfriends told me I was, you know, I was doing one of those things where I was pushing him being like, what's the best sex you've ever had? Like, uh-huh. you know, that type of thing, which I don't do anymore. That was when uh-huh. I was younger. Um, and he said, honestly, the best sex I've ever had has always been with Scorpios. That's uh. what he told me. And I found that very interesting. I would also so be not like, a true you. <laughs> <laughs> Right? No, I was more like, no, my rising sign is Scorpio. Right, right. right. And your moon (laughs) sign? Let's see here. Sun in Cancer, moon in Aries. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So you you have like a lot of fire and like intensity around you, which is really interesting. Really? That is very interesting. So an Aries moon are usually like they're quick to react to things, um, but they are like very childlike at heart. Like they actually don't mean like ill will on anyone. They just like get misinterpreted a lot, which is interesting. The childlike thing stands out to me for sure. Yeah. And so I have that. And then the Scorpio, that's my rising. I have like a sexual energy type thing. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then what about being a cancer? I am on the cusp, I believe. I was going to ask, when's your actual birthday? July 20th. Oh, that's so interesting. So you're like a cancer Leo cusp. Someone just... That's a cusp, right? Yes, but I was told that cusps are bullshit and that if you're like at the end, if you think you're a cusp, you're just more of the sign that you are on the cusp of. So it just means you're more of a cancer. Oh, okay. Got it. That makes yeah. sense. That's really interesting. Yeah. You heard it's all bullshit. Cause you know, I like based my stuff off of that, you know, no, cancer I did. qualities, Leo qualities. I actually, I just looked up someone recently and they had their same birthday. I have to remember who it was. I'll remember by the end of the podcast. Um, Beautiful. Okay. So we just need to like, I, I have so many questions for you. So what is your current, Let's dive in. what is your current relationship status? I am in a relationship. I'm in a very serious relationship. Mm-hmm. I would love to tell everyone, you know, who, but I'm just a little bit hesitant because of everything that happened, as you know. Right. And I'm not sure if your listeners know. Maybe, maybe I should give them some background. I was part of a very public dispute. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of that was directed at me, but a lot of people were collateral damage as well, including my boyfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm just treading lightly when I, when it comes to talking about my relationship, I absolutely will. But I just, you know, that just happened six months ago. Right. So I'm a little bit hesitant, you know, to like to drop a name and all of those things right now, but I am in a relationship. Okay. But it's not with... So, I mean, the, the only reason I know his name is because of of the drama, but it's not with this guy, Peter Nelson, aka Suitman. No comment. But, no comment. But, but you did reference that being like your past relationship. So it can't... It's not your current. <laughs> it's... I See, and that's the thing. Yeah. That is a question I'm going... I've been telling my listeners for months now that I'm going to disclose that info. I don't even want to say if I'm with him or if I'm not because of how much media attention and ridicule he got from my past employer. And I'm kind of just hesitant because it's like the second I say if I am or I'm not, right. I don't know what my you know past employer is going to do or say. So right. I just, I'd rather not. You know what I mean? I do. I do. I feel like but you're living at home right now in Utah, yes. you said. So yes. how like how is it being in a serious relationship with whoever it is, whether it's quote unquote yes. Superman or new person? Like, do they live with your parents right now and you? Yes. Yes. And oh, they do. They do. Oh, so shit. my mom, it's a pretty big house. We just kind of, it's me and him in the basement. Then my mom is here and then my uh, 17-year-old brother. And I say it's a big house because I already feel claustrophobic. I feel like I'm like running away from everyone in the house, you know, like locking myself in different rooms and stuff because yeah. it's hard during quarantine. And living with your mom and your little brother and your boyfriend, I'm either with my mom or I'm with my boyfriend. You know what I'm right. saying? I rarely have a second to myself. Thank yeah. God we're not in a New York apartment. 
Thank fucking then God. I really, then I would really fucking gypsy rose. That I always would... make that joke about my mom. Wait, is, is that the one who <laughs> faked all those illnesses? Her mom had, yes. what is it? Um, Munchausen. Yes. Yeah, Munchausen yeah, yeah. Yes. So I always make that joke. It's probably a bad joke. But <laughs> I would go. I no, would that's go really crazy. funny. I love the yes. reference. What have you manifested for this year? I don't mean New Year's resolutions because we know those are BS, but like, what are you manifesting? I feel like for me, being in Florida has been so good for my mental health and I'm like already sad to go back. But what I do want to keep up is feeling like I have good glowing skin and my digestion is continuing to, you know, be on track and that my energy levels are high. And that's why I'm so excited to continue to do Sakara. Sakara, if you don't already know, is a wellness company and it's all rooted in the transformative power of plant-based food. They have organic ready-to-eat meals and they're made with powerful plant-rich ingredients and they're designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion and get your skin glowing, which is really amazing, especially if you're not able to travel, which, you know, we are in a pandemic. So they've got a menu and it has creative, like chef-crafted breakfast, lunches and dinners that changes weekly. You can also change out things for things that you like better, which is really cool. And they also offer daily wellness essentials for optimal nutrition, like the supplement packs called the foundation and their metabolism super powder, which delivers support for gut health, energy, immunity, and healthy skin. I also love their probiotics and their detox tea highly, highly recommend both of those. So right now, Sakara is actually offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash Acme, or you can enter code Acme at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash Acme. You'll get 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash Acme now. I'm honestly pretty shook. So we did a poll question about people who live together and if they know what their partner, what's in their partner's bank account and about their debt and how much debt they have. And I think 48% of people said no, which is pretty shocking because I feel like you have to put all of that on the table when you move in with someone. But some people, you know, they might be really stressed out, I guess. And they might have like multiple credit cards that they don't know the balance of and like the due dates and how to pay things in one piece. And that's why it's so important to get a hold of that stuff and like figure it out and face it so that you can eventually share that information with a partner and not be embarrassed. And so for that, and you know, my partner and I share all of our stuff and something that I've used recently to help get it all in order is called Upstart. Upstart is the fast an easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have already used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. 
I'm telling you, it's the best way to do it. You won't have to, you know, be ashamed to tell your partner about debt that you have because you're going to be getting help with it. It's really amazing. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score, which is so important. And with a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000 and get approved the same day and receive funds as fast as one business day. So if debt is taking over your life, it's really time to get a fresh start with Upstart. You can find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Acme. That's upstart.com slash Acme. And don't forget to use our URL so that they know that you got sent from the We Met at Acme podcast. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. So make sure you put all the info in there and go to upstart.com slash Acme now. Okay. So you're living with your boyfriend in a basement right now. Holy shit. Um, how have you managed to like keep him out of your Instagram, like out of social media? Like you literally locked him in a basement, it seems. Right. I mean, <laughs> do you mean in terms of like looking at my social media or no, like just like you haven't posted him? Like obviously you're posting still, but right. like he's been like totally MIA. Right. You know, I just make sure to avoid it. And I just, I don't know. It's actually pretty easy. He's also not on social media whatsoever, which I love, by the way, to have that quality in a boyfriend. Yeah. Same. Um, it, wait, you're, you're currently in a relationship, right? Yeah. And he's not on social media either. It's the best. Isn't it the best? Ever. It is it's the, the best. The, it's the fucking best. It's the best. Um, I just, I just make sure to not, you know, film stuff around him. That's pretty right. much it. Yeah. But when you, when you said that you are in a really serious relationship, um, mm-hmm. so what is a really serious relationship to you? You know, this is, hmm, this is the first relationship I've been in that I feel has been serious, mm-hmm. and I think a serious relationship is one where you see a future with them because every relationship I had before, I never really saw a future. I kind of thought to myself, you know, I was kind of in denial, like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. One day we'll, you know, be together seriously or husband and wife, whatever you want to call it. Right. But this is someone I genuinely could see me spending forever with or a long Mm. time with, Mm -hmm. which I also have a little bit of a cynical view about that too. I think relationships expire. Like, so you think that like, so someone actually came on the podcast once and they said something like every 10 years, you should have a check in with your partner. Like, do we still want to be together? Is that what you mean by that? I do. You know what? I do. I think, you know, in my heart of hearts, I love the idea of it's you and me for the rest of our lives. Right. But I just, think that people can change and evolve. And I think it is, to, I think it is good to kind of have a check-in I think every that's 10 fair. years. I, I've heard the seven yeah. years thing. A seven, for some reason, seven years I associate with hair. Like apparently your hair grows new every <laughs> seven years or something. So maybe like your relationship should too. Right. That totally <laughs> makes sense. Maybe that's where the correlation came from. Definitely. But how, so how long have you been dating said person? Are we allowed to say? Um, a, 
no, we're not allowed to say. Oh, but you almost did. I know. You're trying <laughs> to, you should be a journalist. You're about uh, to trip me up every I corner. Know. Wait. Okay. So let's talk about, so obviously when you were going through the stuff with your former co-host, um, mm-hmm. you were in a relationship and she was not. Which, and you were best friends at the time. So I feel like that is, it inevitably leads to like an imbalance in the friendship, whether one person wants to admit it or not. Like there is jealousy. Do you agree? You know what? I don't. I think, Mm. I think it depends because I have a lot of best friends and that has never been an issue. I think what was different about this friendship and maybe why that started to happen is we were best friends, we lived together, and we worked together. Yeah, that's too much. So it was 24-7 around the clock, me and her. So then when a boyfriend was introduced, the balance was just completely, you know, it was just completely unbalanced at that point. Right. But, you know, I have best friends that live in different states and, you know, whatever else. And... I've I've never felt like a jealousy type thing. It's more like they're having an issue with their boyfriend. They come over for a wine night or whatever. Right. I guess I didn't mean jealous as much as I meant like, like a healthy jealousy. Like for example, like when I was in a relationship and my best friend wasn't, she would be like, oh, like I really want to find what you guys have, but not like okay. in, a, in a way that's like, oh, I hate you for having it. Okay. That's a really good clarification because I think my former co-host, it was more of like a hatred, jealousy type thing. I now totally get what you're saying. Yeah. You know what? I do think there is a little bit of that for sure. Yeah. I I mean, I've even felt it with some of my friends when you're single and they have someone to go home to at night. Yeah. I think there is. Right. And it's just like, it's kind of like never wanting to like leave the party because like you have nowhere to go. Whereas like your friends like excited to like, quote unquote, leave the party because they they do have somewhere to go and someone to be with. Right. Exactly. Do you think that uh, Alex, who's your former co-host name, um, do you, so I've heard that she has a boyfriend now and I actually, this is so funny. Um, I have a friend who went on a date with her now boyfriend, like right before mm-hmm. they started dating. I know that like she doesn't publicize who the boyfriend is. So I'm not going to like out out this person, uh-huh. but yeah. she has a boyfriend now. Um, or I don't know if they're still together as of today, but let's see. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that now she, that she's in a relationship, she has some pers- a little bit more perspective on like your kind of fight or like what happened with you guys? Or do you think that she's still kind of stuck in her ways about what happened? I'm going to, I don't want to speak for her, but I'm going to go ahead and say stuck in her ways. Mm -hmm. I think that me being in a relationship was a huge factor, but I think, I think it runs a lot deeper than that. Yeah. So with that said, I think, you know, her being in a relationship doesn't really change how she views what happened at all. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think I know the answer already, but like you guys don't talk today. No, not Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. No. And do, do you talk ever or has your former boss reached out to you? No, not at all. Mm -hmm. Not at all. When you started Sophia with an F, did you get any, like, did anyone surprising who you didn't expect reach out to you, reach out to you? 
actually, yeah. So, you know, when I started Sophia with an F, did my boss reach out to me directly? Absolutely not. Did he go on his uh, various platforms to talk shit about it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I had, you know, actually surprisingly, quite a few people reach out from that company to me to just wish me congratulations. And, you know, they kind of had like a falling out as well of sorts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's so crazy. So basically, like, I just realized that we haven't really said what the drama was exactly. But if you don't know, I mean, that's on you. Um, but <laughs> essentially, it was like, you guys or you, uh, because your mm-hmm. former co-host didn't realize, like realizing that you were not being valued enough, especially as women who are in an industry, especially like at Barstool where they are so disrespectful to women to begin with. Uh, right. And and they were underpaying the shit out of you guys when you were the entire like reason that anyone cared about them at that moment. Right. And Alex basically was like, no, like don't ruffle any feathers. And you were like, what do you mean? You have to, we deserve this. And like, that's essentially more or less what it was. Yes. Do you feel like now, you know, having gone through that, you have like seen a real like divide between women and men and how they're treated in not just like the podcast industry and like at Barstool, but in general, when it comes to like getting paid and getting what they deserve? Yes. Absolutely. I didn't realize how much internalized misogyny there is. Mm, yeah. And when I started this show and I'm making what I'm making and I'm being paid beyond fairly, I realized just for myself, I spent, you know, I think it was two years mm-hmm. having thinking that like what I was getting paid was fair. And then obviously over those last few months is when I realized I wasn't. I think also the fact that me and my co-host were completely on the same page when it came to leaving that company. We had both decided we are being completely underpaid, etc. And it wasn't until, you know, the very last few weeks that she kind of caved after having one conversation with our boss. Yeah. And to me, it just showed how much internalized misogyny she has. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like she was, she didn't think that she even deserved more. Right. Right. And I mean, she, but she did for months, you know? Right. And then she was like too scared to actually, when, when like push came to shove, she was too scared to actually stand up to, probably the most misogynist guy that there right. is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there there was one meeting and everything we had been planning for, for, I don't know, eight months, there was a switch that went off and she just completely was like, he, you know, he's like offering this and this and this. And I'm like, he's offering essentially the same thing he was eight months ago. Yeah. Do you think that she now has any regrets? Like, you know, you know, this person more than anyone else. Like, I know she's a Leo. I know she has a lot of pride. So it'd probably be hard to, for her to admit that she had any regrets. But do you think mm-hmm. she does? No, mm. not at all. I don't Because think she's so just happy to, that it's all about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. 
I, you know, I've talked about this on my show, Sophia and F. Um, there was a third person who worked on that show and made it extremely successful. And he was one of her closest friends. Mm-hmm. And I watched her kick him to the curb over something very small. Is this the guy Milf Hunter? Yes. And we now refer to him as Ghostwriter. I just did an episode with him last week. Yeah. When I saw that happen, I kind of knew I was next in a way, mm-hmm. but I was a little bit in denial because I was still like, this is my best friend, etc. But I think it was a matter of time before I was kicked to the curb in some way. And, you know, she had like a secret relationship with our former boss and stuff, which I didn't find out until later. Oh, they were fucking? I don't know about to that extent, but uh-huh. they, you know, she was getting paid more than me, which I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard they about They would have that. like private conversations and meetings mm-hmm. that I didn't know about. It's very sus. Yeah, very sus. And then, you know, I for a long time felt stupid because I was like, how did I not know that? How did I not see that? But I guess I'm just an extremely loyal person. And once, you know, I, you're one of my best friends and you've met my mom and I've integrated you into my family. Like, I don't question. Right. And then there's people, there are people who are like, well, like people who are anti-Sophia and pro-Alex, which... Like, obviously, you know, there's a lot of them will say like, oh, but Alex was doing all the work. Like, this is what I feel. I feel like I could you can compare it to a relationship. Like if you're in a relationship with someone, a romantic relationship, and you feel like they aren't doing something, but you don't tell them that you feel that they, that you want them to do that thing, you know, mm-hmm. and then you just like break up with them or whatever, then you're the one sabotaging your own relationship. Right. If you communicate, like if it really upset her that she was doing some editing or whatever she was doing, right? Yeah. And she communicated to you like, hey, I feel like I do a lot of the work. Is there any way you can step in and do X, Y, and Z? Then at least have given you the opportunity to be like, yeah, I would actually love to like do whatever I can to make you feel better about this, you know? So you know what? This is going to sound really crazy, we did have those conversations because she was doing the editing. And even though I was, you know, helping in every way I could, I don't know how to edit. And I had proposed on multiple occasions, you know, 10, 20 times. Hey, I've, I've sat next to you. I've seen, you know, how you do it. Mm -hmm. I really think I could pick up a couple courses learn how to do the editing. And so there can be some balance here. And she always turned me down. And I think that that's something really interesting to think about. I think she kind of wanted an imbalance when she it came wanted to, to be the, the one in power. It's like if you had been like, I really want to go to therapy and work on this relationship. And she was like, no, 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 no. It's good. Don't yes, go to therapy. Ex- exactly. Exactly. So I think that's, you know, just kind of a crazy thing that I didn't realize until later because I offered, you know, to do that multiple times. There's no better way to go into this new year. And yes, it's still technically like happy new year vibes because we are in January and unwind and self-care, no better way to do it than 
to masturbate and pleasure yourself because that is the most important thing. And if you're someone who's like, oh, I can't, you know, have an orgasm from having sex, it's because you're not in touch with your body. You need to get into a good habit. And one of the best ways to do that is using Dipsy. I actually just told a good friend about Dipsy because she was like, I love erotica. I love masturbating, but like, I don't, there's nothing online that I'm enjoying. Dipsy is an audio app and it's full of short and sexy stories designed to turn you on. And each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios. So you actually feel like you're right there and you're the person that's like getting off, which is really, really hot. You can find stories about off-limit hookups with your professor, a costume party, little doctor-patient scenario. Honestly, whatever you're into, I bet it's on there. And they release new stories every week. There's always more to find no matter what you're into, what you're turned on by. And the one that I recently had my friend listen to, it's called Listen To Me. And it's on the Dipsy app. So check it out. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is actually offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Acme. That's 30 days free trial, 30 days of masturbating for free. When you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Acme, dipsystories.com slash Acme now. Check it out. So now that you guys are like, you know, technically feuding, you are getting like from both sides, you guys are getting negative comments from like, you know, team Alex and team Sophia and whatnot. Mm -hmm. What do you respond if anything, or like, how do you react to negative comments or negative reviews? So first of all, the company I was working for, as we know, the toxic masculinity there and the misogyny there is just outrageous. Right. Uh, I remember my first month working there, I was getting tens of comments a day. I want to slit your vagina open. You deserve to be raped. You know, you have a Insane. punch card at the local abortion clinic, oh my which God. is like funny, but fucked up. But I mean, none of those <laughs> things are funny. I'm laughing yeah. because it's like so insane. Yeah. So, you know, there was that aspect of it. And then when this public smear campaign happened, and I was receiving thousands, hundreds to thousands of comments and DMs a day, kill yourself, et cetera. I kind of garnered this immunity to it. You know, it mm -hmm. kind of, uh, for the most part, it just goes right over my head. I even sometimes laugh about it. I did an episode where these people left in voicemails. And this girl left in a voicemail that was like, I fucking hate you. You're a waste of space. And I played it on my episode and I laughed because it was funny to me, you know, because right. I have a dark sense of humor, but I think I've garnered some immunity. I would be lying if I said there are days where I feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not good enough, but it does kind of get to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and when that happens, I just talk to people close to me and just kind of let them know how I feel. But yeah. for the most part, I would say, you know, when you've had such an extreme of it, a few comments here and there are not going to affect you as much. I mean, do you receive negative comments? Yeah, I definitely do. I like 
I let them affect me because like, I'm just shadily so sensitive and I try Mm. to not, but it's like, I just don't understand how people are so unwell that they like take the time to do it. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what like freaks me out the most. I'm like, wow, this person has so much hate in their heart that they went out of their way to like leave a one star review on like my livelihood. Like I would never do that. If I went to a restaurant and it sucked, like I would privately email them or like the manager and be like, Hey, I had a weird experience, blah, blah. blah." I wouldn't like go on Yelp and blow up their business. Like that's psychotic. It is. And that's so funny. You bring up the one star review, you know, not to make it about me, but before I had released an episode, for the new show, Sophia with an F. Yeah. Before I had even released an ep- episode, I believe I had around 30 to 40,000 reviews. Um, a lot of which were one star without people even listening to the show. Right. And I've been like battling that, you know, type of thing. But I also think it depends on what the person says. Comment. If someone leaves a comment like, you're a fat, ugly bitch, or you're a slut, right. or you're a whore. Those I'm kind of, those don't affect me at all. I think it's when it's comments about my work or, oh, I love how I'm just like feeding it to people. Like everyone here, this is how you can (laughs) get Yeah, here, write a negative comment to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I think it also depends on what the person says. Would you agree? I agree. I think if they're like one star, there's not enough diversity here, then I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm going to correct that. But if they're like right. one star, her voice sounds like she smokes a lot of weed, like fuck off, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah, totally, totally. Like that's the worst. So I remember when Call Her Daddy like first came out, I had already had We Met at Acme and there wasn't like, I was very shook by the fact that you guys were just like out there saying crazy shit because like Uh I had even gotten shit for things that I talked about, which were not nowhere near close to like talking about Mm -hmm. how to give a blowjob and whatever. Um, Right. And I remember like, it's not that I was a hater, but I was like, I really don't like this message that these girls are sending of like, wow, Uh I love when guys like come in my face. And like, I felt like these were things that like you guys at the time were saying to make your male listeners, which was the target like demographic excited Uh that like, oh my God, girls like do like to come like, like when we come on their face and girls like do like to like give us head for three hours and girls like do like, you know, and I was like, that's not like, that's not like girl code because that's not the truth. Like, and so I guess like looking back, did you feel like you were being your authentic self on Call Her Daddy or were you playing up like this role for like the barstool guys knowing what they'd be into? Right. So, I mean, the target demo wasn't for, it was for men and women. Obviously we had more women that would listen. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that came from the internalized misogyny on one side and the fact that ghost writer, AKA milf hunter was helping with a lot of the material. Right. And I think, you know, I think in a weird way, and people will absolutely disagree. You'll probably disagree. I felt that kind of teaching girls who felt totally lost about how to satisfy a guy 
or what they like in a weird way. I felt as if I was helping them. Now that I'm older, would I ever say those things ever again? No. So was I playing in character? Yes and no. I was Mm -hmm. also at that time in a super toxic relationship. And so, I mean, I guess it was both. It was kind of me. And then it was also, yeah, we would do the shock value thing. Absolutely. For sure. But I I have to ask just like point blank and Mm -hmm. and no, like no judgment if the answer is yes. But like, do you like when a guy comes on your face? I think it can be hot. Interesting. I do. I do. Do you, do you not like it at all? No, I've actually never let a guy come on my face. And like, I'm, I'm not like as vanilla as I'm coming across right now. Like I actually do really like like I, I have kinks, like whatever, but mm-hmm. that's the one thing where I'm like, also like skincare routine comes first type of vibe, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. But I've just never like out of all the places to come. And like, I'm so sorry to my parents who are probably listening. Um, like my, my parents face, gave up on me a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> my face is like the last place that I would be like, yeah, this is the place, you know, yeah. like my boobs, my ass inside me, like, any my stomach anywhere first and then my face would be the last resort right you know I think that sometimes I think that was a sex kink for me for a while there was kind of the getting demeaned type of thing and I also thought it was fun to just try everything and wild crazy stuff right and I thought and I thought it was fun to make the guy think to himself, holy shit, who is this girl? Now, now that I'm 28, I'm saying like, I do like if a guy does that. I can't really remember the last time I had a guy come on my face, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think it can be hot though. It's interesting. We, so we, I feel like we just talked about this, like in my real life conversations, because I had done this poll question and I was like, if you sleep with someone for the first time and they like blow your mind, like they are so talented, you know, and really good at sex, like it either goes one or two ways. Like you're either like, oh my God, that's my wife, right? Or like, that's my husband. Or you're like, why the fuck do they know? She's a slut. Right. Not even she's a slut, but like, or if it's for a guy, it's like, why, like how many girls has he done this to, you know? Right, right. And it's just so interesting. But I feel like for the most part, it goes like, it's like, that's my wife. That's my husband. Because like, why would you not be down for someone who's really talented? Me too. I, you know what? That's funny. I've never made that correlation. I've never thought to myself, oh my God, he must have, he has been with so many girls. That's uh, yeah, I've never thought about that. And I would think more the husband route for sure. I think especially there's the whole thing about, I mean, at least I'm just talking about myself. You can be in a relationship because I would consider myself a serial monogamist. I really would. Me too. You are. Mm -hmm, Yeah. You can be with someone for three, four years and try everything in the book and, you know, really learn someone's body and be good at sex. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean you've been with a ton of people, which there's nothing wrong with sleeping with a lot of people, by the way. No, not at all. Do you share, uh, do you share your like body count with your partners or not so much? Not really. Yeah. I I don't think think it's necessary. I, I think, oh, you don't at all. No, it's like none of their business. 
I think it depends on where you're coming from Mm. because I know that there are women and especially men as well that ask the question and it's going to upset them, right? Or make them feel better if it's a low number. For me, it's just more, it's just an interesting anecdote type of thing that I would like to know about someone. Yeah. Um, If they don't feel comfortable telling me, I won't push it. But if they do tell me, you know, it doesn't bother me either which way. Yeah. But I I do think people put way too much emphasis on it. It's really crazy. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, also people will lie. Like if you, if you like put a gun to their head. Exactly. We talk all the time on the podcast about like rules when it comes to dating. And like, I have a few rules and I, a lot of people wrote in that they want to hear your opinion on my rules. Okay. Um, So this is more for like first dates and stuff, but like before you become official with someone. But I say like no more than two drinks on a first date, just because like you want to kind of like be in the right state of mind, like knowing if you're actually liking this person or if you're just drunk. So agree or disagree? You know, I would say disagree. Mm-hmm. I would say disagree. I think... I mean, there you can have a second date and then just do the two drinks. Like, I think there can be multiple dates. I mean, what's your what's your reasoning for that? I know you just said it, but can you explain? No, a just bit? because I feel like you like you don't want to get sloppy. I think it depends, right? Like, if I so I'm sober, but if I had two drinks on a date, like I'd be blacked out because I drink tequila okay. on the rocks when I used to drink. And so how I long guess have it's you been like sober. I'm sorry, I'm so interested in this. No, no, no. Like, I really... two, like two and a half years. Okay, because I am thinking I tried to do dry January. Mm. That already became a thing. But I've been thinking about trying that. I mean, has it like completely changed your life? Completely changed my life. Like it is the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm telling you, like if you can try it. I mean, I don't know what the reasoning behind your like sober Uh curiosity is. But for me, I was just like an all or nothing type of person. Right. That's super interesting. Maybe we can talk about it more off air. Yeah. Anyways, back to what you were saying. No. So I just think like no more than two drinks because like if, especially if you're a lightweight, like no one likes a sloppy person on a first date or second date. Yeah. I, I mean, you know what, to me, I'm, I'm kind of just more like, if you want to be fucking sloppy, then be sloppy. If that's what you want to do. If you want to get shit faced with the guy, like that's, that's your prerogative. That's kind of how I think about it. Yeah. But so then that like, rule, I don't yeah. agree with. Okay. Fair. The second rule is don't sleep with them on a first date. <laughs> I'm scared for what you're going to say. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I disagree with that too. Okay. Um, I would love, I would love to hear why. First of all, well, I think I think for me, it's like don't have sex with them on the first date if you want it to go somewhere. Like if that's your goal for to make them your boyfriend or whatever, don't have sex on a first date because for the most important reason behind this is because like the buildup is so fucking hot. So like, why take that that's, away and just do it right away? Okay, that's actually see that is like reasoning behind it that I've never heard because the buildup can be extremely hot. My past relationship, I slept with him on the second date. And the one before that, it was the first date. Yeah. So I disagree on that. I think, you know, I think, again, we're adults. And I think if you want to go for it personally. 
Okay. But then like, if it's you, good to if, disagree. I agree. And I love a disagreement, but I, I just mm-hmm. think like if you're sleeping with someone on the first date every time and it's not going your way, then like maybe you need to change it up. That's true. Actually, you know what? That I totally agree with. Yes. And the last one is I say, don't send a thank you text after a date because you already thanked them on the date. And it's just like a little too much. No, absolutely fucking not. And you know what? This is, <laughs> but also this is probably my internalized misogyny again, yeah, yeah. which I'm working on and uh-huh. you, everyone can check me. I just kind of feel like there's this societal imbalance still. And I just think the guy needs to reach out first. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So we agree. Yeah, no, no, we agree. Yeah, amazing. We have a rule we we agree on. One for three. Look at us. Um, (laughs) Okay. Do you still stand by the statement you made on Call Her Daddy? Cheat or be cheated on? (sighs) Meaning like you need to cheat or you're going to be cheated on. Oh, trust me. That was something I came up with. So I know (laughs) it. I know it well. Um, your list, like, who the fuck is this bitch on this show? <laughs> Cheat or be cheated on. So when I, first of all, it's a joke for the most part. Are there some truths to it? Yes. When I was saying that I was in a relationship where every boyfriend I had had, had ended up cheating in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And I had a really negative outlook on men. Um, I also don't have a close, I actually don't have a relationship at all with my father. So I think it kind of stems from that as well. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not like, I don't hate men at all. But in that moment in time, I just, and I was working at, you know, my former employer, Barstool Sports, where the, the like company is fucking insane, as we just talked about. And, uh, so that at that point I meant it and it was almost kind of this, like there's so much misogyny and the patriarchy and all of these things. It was almost my way of reclaiming my power in a sense. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like you are not the only people that are out here cheating and treating people like shit. Women are going to be doing it too type of thing. Yeah. And like maybe a way to like scare men. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now that I've been in a healthy relationship, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. But, yeah. I, you know, I had cheated in every relationship before. So After you were cheated on or just like to prevent it, them being the both, person? Both. Yeah. Both. I, yeah. I, I lived by the cheater be cheated on in, you know, one or two relationships for sure. Yeah. I'm sure you had to talk yourself out of that one when you got into your healthy relationship. <laughs> Oh my God. It it took, I mean, this guy had to convince me that he was a good guy for a year before I believed him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I'm working on it. Yeah. So on that same note, what's your dream relationship? Is it the one you're in now? It is. That's really it cute. It's, um, you know, it's the relationship where you are not riddled with insecurity every day scared of what they're doing, stressed all the time if they don't answer their phone. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I think those are so huge. Two more questions and then we're going to get into some rapid fire poll questions. Okay. Are you planning to go back to New York? Absolutely. Yes. 
I'm just, I need to, I just created my company here. I built a studio in my mom's basement, which by the way, how ugly is my background and yours is so cute. I need to <laughs> fix that shit. Mine's not my apartment though. I it's a random a Airbnb. No, <laughs> I added a vase with flowers though. For your yeah, podcast. it is. I like the vase. Um, would you be friends with Alex again if she apologized and wanted to reconnect? Ooh, I'm a firm believer that, you know, walking around with hatred for someone just poisons you. So I've let that go. But after what happened, loyalty means everything to me. And my relationships that I had, my close relationships from childhood, whatever, are so important. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So many people are asking this and I'm sure you've answered it before, but do you have a workout routine? Because people obviously think you look amazing. Thank you. I don't at all. Just a lot of sex. I guess so. (laughs) Yes, I would love to say that. You know, I think I just... Oh my God. And I don't want to say my genes because it's not it. I've been so busy that there are days that I go without eating. Um, so I'm I'm skinny fat. I'm definitely not toned. I'll put it that way. Yeah. But I don't have a workout routine. And that's something I really want to work on. Mm-hmm. What's something that you learned from your past relationships? I feel like we kind of talked about this already. But if there's anything that you didn't say. If your relationship is making you question yourself constantly, making you feel bad about yourself constantly, affecting your other relationships, affecting how you're performing at work. That is not a relationship that you should be in. And, you know, you might sit there and tell yourself, like, we're just having issues right now. I know now in this current relationship, I have never had a day where I have felt any of those feelings. Yep. Okay. Rapid fire poll question time. Some of these are really dumb. Um, It's really just yes or no. I love it. Do you feel pressured to go to sleep at the same time as your partner, whether or not you are tired? Yes or no? No. Fuck. I like want to elaborate, but no, no. (laughs) True or false. When you're with the right person, you're not even attracted to anyone else. True or false? False. I agree. Do you put on lipstick before you go out, even if you're not going to take your mask off at designation? I rarely wear makeup. I put on makeup for you. So false. It looks really good. Thank you. (laughs) If you live with your significant other, do you know how much money they have in the bank and debt, et cetera? Yes. I agree. It's so important. Mm -hmm. Can it work if one person's a big spender and the other is a saver? Yes or no? Ooh, I guess I would have to say yes. Should your significant other be your best friend? Yes or no? Yes. Would you buy a house with your partner of six years before marriage? Yes. Um, if your partner wants a small wedding and you want a big wedding, can it work? Yes. How often are you orgasming during sex? Every time slash every other time or less frequently? Um, almost every time, but Amazing. not every single time. Uh, this was so much fun. Do you have a quote or piece of advice that you could leave our listeners with that has helped you throughout the last crazy year or maybe throughout your whole life? Ooh, quote? I don't think I can think of one off 
Someone sent me one literally yesterday that I made my background. How about that? Can I read that for you? Yes. Because I loved it. It's by Maman Jensen. I'm not sure who that is. (laughs) Uneducated biatch. I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) Life is an ever rolling wheel and every day is the right one. I love that. Right? every, Every day is the right part of the wheel. Yes. Right. There's even if you have the shittiest, most horrible day and you feel like a piece of shit, it's the right one. I love it. Sophia, where can everyone find you and follow you and listen to Sophia with an F? Yeah, Sophia. So the podcast is Sophia with an F. Obviously spell (laughs) S-O-F-I-A. You can find me on Twitter. I just made a TikTok. We'll see how that goes. Instagram, Snapchat. Sophia Franklin. It's Sophia with an F and then Franklin with a Y. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was so much fun. I loved it. So fun.